And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Trump? Head the deck. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Because if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk. Because we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your bo bo He is Jalen Rose. What up, Dow? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What they want. Before we get into the show today, we have very important housekeeping programming update. So there's this thing called the Australian Open. It's a tennis tournament. It happens in Australia. You know what that airs? It airs on ESPN and ESPN2. You know what that means? J&J, off television for the next two weeks. But we are committed to our podcast listeners. We're going to give you a dope show to step two. We're going to come in a few times during that break just to make sure that we update you on the latest and greatest. So we're not, we're not just going to leave you in, we're not just going to leave you for two weeks. We don't have to come in the studio. There's no executive that told us we had to do it. Nope. We could just take the two weeks off if we wanted. Yeah. But we're coming in because we love our people. We love our podcast listeners. Shout out. There's people that come up to me and say, see, Jalen gets recognized everywhere he goes because he's a super celebrity famous for 35 years or whatever. But me, you know, I'm just starting to bubble. And two people, there's two sets of people. Hey, you're that guy from TV. Or aren't you on ESPN? I watch your show. And there's people that say, I listen to you every day. That second group of people, the podcast listeners, are the people that we really do the show for. Yeah. So we're coming in on our days off to do yeah. the show. I'm also going to Disney World. Shout That's out to awesome. my kids at Disney World. Great game last night in San Antonio. The Thunder come to town. Two of the best teams in the West. And two of the best individual performances we've seen this season. We start with none other than someone that I sleep on. LaMarcus Aldridge. Not talked about that much. Not a superstar. Getting buckets. Aldridge got buckets. He had 56 points without a single attempt of a three-point shot. Did not miss from the foul line. Gave it to Steven Adams. Gave it to Jeremy Grant. Gave it to everybody that was in front of him. Jalen Rose, I will admit that I have slept on LaMarcus Aldridge's abilities. Is he an underrated, no-one-talks-about-him type of player? He's an all-star perennial. So for... Him to be slept on mean, means that the people haven't been paying attention. He making an all-star team this year? Yes, he is. Okay. He absolutely will be on the all-star team this year. And not only did he make, didn't he make a three, as you mentioned, he didn't have a dunk. He had a couple dunks. He had a couple dunks. We just saw one. He had an alley. That, you, you consider it? Oh, okay. That was an alley. All right. Well. Either way, how about this? 20 field goals. Mm-hmm. 20 field goals. 16 for 16 from the line. Okay, that's a level of efficiency that you normally don't see in today's game on post-ups. Now, when a guy normally gets hot, people go away from the hot man in today's game because everybody wants to play pace and space. Yep. Coach Pop playing to the strength of his talent knows he likes it on the left block. He doesn't, he never posts up on the right block. Knows that he likes to turn over the right shoulder. That's a signature move. I've talked about that plenty of times. He makes that. Mm-hmm. Consistently, it's Ball harder is hot. to turn over as a right-hander. It's harder to turn over your right shoulder than your left. Jeremy Grant, five fouls. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeremy Grant fouled out. Stephen Adams, five fouls. Kept feeding them and feeding them. Wu Tang style. Yeah, exactly, they did. Fifty-six points is a lot. Only thirty-three. He only missed thirteen shots, including free throws in the game. It's an amazing performance. But here's what also allows that to happen. When you believe in the game plan enough that you're going to keep running the same play, and then when the defense cheats, you bite them. Bellinelli, five for five from three. Mm-hmm. Bertans, four for four from three. Patty Mills made three threes. They made their first 14 three-pointers. Forbes made three threes. The level of player development that happens in San Antonio is just fascinating how when you watch their team play, guys that start to get minutes become quality performers. Not many people know about Derek White. Nope. He played 48 minutes. Had 23 points. Buckets. Eight rebounds. Five assists. He was balling. Buckets. And there's also the other side of the ball. 
Russell Westbrook, granted, it was a double overtime game. Dude had 24 points, 13 rebounds, 24 assists. Now, Russell Westbrook's shooting woes have been well documented. He is not shooting well from the floor. But what's happening now is he's distributing more. And that is when the Thunder really start to cook. 24 assists, Jalen Rose. What do you think about Westbrook, the playmaker? It's fascinating to me that he could put up this level of productivity and we take him for granted as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. I understand that he isn't shooting well, but he's still dominating on the floor. That's usually what a triple-double represented. This is why nobody had averaged one for a season since the Big O did it. Because usually the guy that leads the team in assists won't lead the team in rebounds. Yep. And if you're able to do both and still give me 20-plus points, I was actually surprised that that stat line had never been achieved. It made me wish I would have rebounded more. Because <laughs> I had a 2020 you were, game. You were not interested in rebounding. But I didn't realize I should have got trying you to get 13 boards. You the outlet pass and getting more buckets. That's what you were Rebounding's work. I know you don't like work. There was also this. Nikola Jokic. The Joker. Nikola Jokic. The Joker. Himself a game. The Joker. He just keeps doing his thing. The Joker had 18 points, 14 rebounds. And Look, at that. Look at that. Look pass. at that. Look the at that. The best pass the Denver Broncos have thrown. Oh, that's right. The Nuggets. <laughs> this season. No wonder Look, why they fired their coach. I mean, his passing is so good. I think mean, I really, we knew about Jokic before, but like now the world's finding out about Jokic. I'm not going to say he's an MVP contender. But I'm going to ask you, does he end up in top five? He's going to get some votes. Here's what's going to happen. Jokic and Jamal Murray will be first-time All-Stars this year. Mm -hmm. The Denver Nuggets right now have the best record in the Western Conference. 28-12 through 40 games, halfway through the season. Gary Harris has battled injuries, been Mm -hmm. in and out of the lineup. But when he's not there, Monte Morris playing quality minutes. Torrey Craig. Playing quality minutes. And so when you're able to develop from within, like the Nuggets have been able to do, now all of a sudden when you're at a full complement of players, Plumley can chip in his 17. You're going to get your, uh, your moments from Millsap. They've come become a complete basketball team from the one that we acknowledged had a strong starting five to begin this year. For people who have followed this show, they're not surprised about the Nuggets. No. And so I appreciate what's being done there, but the MVP conversation is not one that he's going to be a part of this year. Top five? No. Top five? Like I, Le- LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, Harden, Jokic? Here's what happens. What about AD? What about KD? What about, what about Steph? Steph? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. He'll get there, though. He's got a couple <laughs> more years. Can we call him a stretch yeah. mark five? No. no. We can't call him a stretch mark five. No. He's a stretch mark five. I'm calling him a stretch mark five. And I okay. said that with all love, Mr. Jokic. Well, you made it up, so. He's a stretch Here's mark five. Here's the thing. People were initially sleeping on him because his points aren't loud. No. He's not the fastest. He's not the most athletic. Dunk? He's not dunking on people constantly. So it takes people a little bit longer to recognize skill. I saw it from the jump. You know what he has? He has a floater. Like he's a seven foot dude with a nice touch and a great floater. He'll he'll up fake and get past his man. It's kind of floated in. He's got you know around the rim. He just finishes. I love Jokic so much. Tory Craig balling too. Finally, yeah. There's a gentleman who's on the Warriors roster that we haven't seen on the floor yet. Um, his name is Boogie. Oh, that's right, Demarcus Cousin, who also goes by Boogie. We got some Boogie news. You know we're putting Boogie news in the A block if there's Boogie news. Boogie is going to play. They're looking at a week from today in a game against the Clippers, I believe. And Steve Kerr isn't just, oh, Boogie's going to play. He's going to start the game. What? How many minutes do you think he will play? And and more importantly than that is, how does adding Boogie from an X's and O's standpoint change what the Warriors do? He plays 20 to 24 minutes. And the spots where the Golden State Warriors were weak last year, post-up points. Draymond Green is having career low shooting. Oh yeah. Like that's like people aren't talking about that enough. Draymond Green is not getting buckets. In their pick and roll no. game, if you get caught in the switch, he's not taking that guy to the block and punishing him. No. Boogie's gonna punish him. Okay, he's a legitimate 
size center. Okay. Also, putbacks. He's going to be getting offensive rebounds. Yeah, they don't offensive rebound very well at all. And so when you see that footage of him dunking on KD, what that is is a six eleven, two six ten guys going at it, KD's right? MV. But the difference is KD is able to play a lot of minutes at the five when there isn't a guy on the other team that's going to punish him. Like Boogie. Like Boogie. Yep. So that's what he's going to give them. He's going to unlock something that we have not seen from the Golden State Warriors during their reign of dominance. Not a guy at the five spot. You didn't have to do with, with his Bogut. ability. Bogut wasn't going to punish you on the block. You know, you know, McGee's not no. going to punish you on the block. Looney's not going to no. punish you on the block. And now they have no. that. It'll be so fun to watch because I believe in this team's basketball IQ. Like they play basketball. They're, they're, they play really good strategic basketball. They get, they feed the hot hand. They get the guys where they want to play. Like they, they do a good job of managing their offense to get people in position to score. It's going to be fun to watch them incorporate someone like Boogie. How about this? A couple of seasons ago when Boogie was in Sacramento, mm-hmm. best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Last year in New Orleans, second best, second best player on the team. Now with the Golden State Warriors, third best player on the team. Is he better than Clay? I would. I mean, depends what he looks like. Right now, he's probably Correct. the fourth or fifth best player. But he's when he gets healthy, he's he's third. He was All NBA first team um, last season. Okay, I'm not talking about a guy that's balling three to five years ago. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like a reclamation. This isn't Derrick Rose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so like, in theory, based on what he's bringing to the table, what about level of enthusiasm? Here's a guy that hasn't played in the playoffs. And this team needs a change. Like, it feels like the Warriors need something to mix it up. And I'm not saying Boogie's going to fix the Warriors, but it will be it will be nice to keep them engaged to have a new toy to play with. And, here's, and here's one more thing. Okay. Boogie a free agent this summer. Oh, yeah. That, that's not lost on him. That's not lost on him. And that's one thing that I'm a little worried about. Like, there might be games where he plays 20, 24 minutes, gets eight points and six rebounds, and that's it for him on that day. And he's auditioning for the rest of the league. That He might not stay happy. His audition is about health. It ain't going to be about numbers. Okay. It's going to be about if the Golden State Warriors are able to achieve their goals, did he help or hinder that? I'm sure he's going to help. It's time for News That Matters. Jalen, where's my favorite place to shop? Costco. Costco. Kirkland life all day. Kirkland for life. I love my Kirkland brotherhood. Shout Live out. the Kirk lifestyle. Now, they have a new product, Mr. Rose. Do you like mac and cheese? Love it. They are now selling a 27-pound bucket of mac and cheese. What? Now... It's not. See, I did some research on this because when Costco's involved, I'm actually research the story. What? It's a, it's individual packets in a 27 pound bucket, so what? it's not just cooked mac and cheese in a big bucket. Got it. And it has a shelf life of 20 years, so you can buy what? it today, and in 2037, you can still be enjoying this mac and cheese. Are you gonna rush to your local? You gonna rush to your local Costco? That's false advertisement. What do you mean? There's no way. What do you mean that? This mac and cheese have a 20-year shelf life. Doug, no. you're trying to say the people of Costco are lying to the people? There's no. A, it's individual packets that haven't been cooked yet. It's I don't care. Mac and cheese. Oh, got it. Got it. It's yeah. just the shells? Yes, the shells, like some powder or whatever. But who's going to keep some shells for for that period of time? I don't even know. What, but I just want to know what my life is like in 2038. You know, <laughs> and if I'm still in the mac and cheese, I'm still in the planet. Do we still have Jalen Jacoby? <laughs> okay, Jalen, you were the first person to say that Anthony Davis was going to go to the Lakers. Very first person. Well, Anthony Davis got socially awkward. Rumors of Anthony Davis have been swirling all season long. Obviously, he left his representation, signed with Clutch Sports. Rich Paul, shout to Rich Paul, and everyone just. Saw the tea leaves and said, oh, he's going to play with LeBron next year. Purple and gold. The Lakers put together a package, a couple picks, a couple young players. Anthony Davis on the team. It's a done deal. That's how everybody was feeling. Until Anthony Davis was on social media. And he liked this comment. He happy here. He ain't going to your bum ask city. Obviously, ask isn't what the person meant to write. He liked that comment. That probably is what the person meant to like. Maybe they don't curse. He liked that comment, Jalen Rose. And we talk about this all the time. It, you can accidentally like something, but then you can realize you liked it and unlike it. What message is he trying to send? And is this 
an indication that perhaps he is not going to play for the Lakers. Right now, he's not in control of his own destiny. Kind of. The team is. He's not a free agent after this year. No. It's another season to progress. I think right now, he doesn't desire to have the conversation out there putting him in another team's uniform while he's trying to lead a team that he's but currently why playing Why would on. he like this comment? When he's going through his comments, going through comments, why would he like this one? It's a way to show leadership to the franchise that you're currently playing for that's not playing up to expectation. Jalen, there's a lot of ways to show leadership. There's a lot of ways to show leadership. You can be motivational speeches. You can show leadership by example. Liking comments on Instagram is not a way to show leadership, Jalen Rose. I think he wanted to show that he's committed for now. Or now. Jalen Rose, very quickly, we have to acknowledge the Michigan Wolverines. Hell to the Vixens. Why are they number two? They haven't lost a game. Right now, Duke is more talented, clearly, Mm -hmm. and more explosive. But Michigan is deeper and more experienced. By the end of the season, the Wolverines will surpass the Bulldogs. We're going to the final four. Michigan. It is now time for Jalen and Jacoby's completely made up, meaningless, super fun, mid-season awards. We're not going to do rookie of the year, coach of the year, defensive player of the year. We have our own categories like this one, the failed test award. <laughs> I'm going to give you two nominees for each category and you're going to have the power to make the decision of who wins. Okay. The failed test award. The first nominee is Clay Thompson. When asked what he likes about the Warriors, here's how he answered the question. What do you like overall? What do I like? Yeah. Life, food, my dog, my family, my friends, my home, my health. That's what I'm thankful for. That's what I like. My hobbies, movies, video games, and being able to do this for a living is pretty special. Okay. That's the nominee number one, Clay Thompson listing his likes. Nominee number two, John Collins. Leaving the floor, giving people high fives, and then just right slapping this dude in the face. <laughs> I love that video. Mr. Rose, you now have the power to give the failed test award to either Clay Thompson or John Collins. Who, Mr. Rose, is going to win the midseason failed test award? What Clay did was mental. What Collins did was physical. He's the winner. Oh, we give it to John Collins. No doubt about it. Congratulations, Mr. Collins. I'm winning the very first annual Jalen and Jacoby's Completely Made Up Meaningless Super Fun Award. The Failed Test Award. Next, we have the Keep Getting Them Checks Award. The two gentlemen that are up for this category, Mr. Rose, are notable basketball players that are both very lucrative and also inactive. Let's take a look at the nominees. First, we have Carmelo Anthony, who's not just getting paid $1.5 million to not play for Houston. He's getting paid $25.5 million to not play for Atlanta. And we have J.R. Smith, who's getting $14.7 million to not play for the Cavs. Mr. Rose, this is a big moment in not just our lives, but the lives of these two young men who are eligible for this award. So please consider your selection carefully. Who is the Keep Getting Dem Checks award winner? Melo's a future Hall of Famer. And if it was up to him, he would actually be playing in the league. Mm -hmm. It's just that he's been unable to find a team to pursue him for his services after only playing in 10 games in Houston. J.R. Smith is a part of a tanking team. He called them on it, and therefore they ostracized him from the situation. He hopes to continue to play in the league this year and in the future while getting 14 this season. Therefore, he's the winner. J.R. Smith, congratulations. You want to keep getting them checks award here on Jalen and Jacoby. Moving on. The next category. Most disrespectful dunk on Giannis Attentacumpo. <laughs> Let's take a look at the nominees. This this one. I mean, Hazonia, bang, all over Giannis. And then, of course, finish it with the step over. It's the dunk and the step over, which really brings this one to the esteemed position of being nominated for a Jalen and Jacoby completely made up, meaningless but super fun midseason award. And then the second nominee in the category is this. Jalen oh. Brown with the left hand and then the flex. I mean, these are disrespectful dunks on an MVP candidate. 
Jalen Rose, we have Hazonia with the dunk and step over, and then Brown with the stare down and flex. These are two great candidates. I mean, being in your position is so difficult right now. I mean, you have to select. These are very important decisions that you're making, Mr. Rose. He took that left hand from the cradle to the grave. So, again, who wins the Jalen and Jacoby completely made up, meaningless, super fun midseason award for most disrespectful dunk on Giannis Antetokounmpo? Nope. Just remember, you're changing lives right now. Okay? Brown is the better player, and I've seen him dunk on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Hazonia is the winner of this award. Hazonia wins? He, that's the Wait only, a second. That is the only reason. Wait a second, Mr. Rose. I know he was behind him that's when That's what dunk I was going to say. I'm not finished. You, then you've been dunked on in the NBA. I'm not then finished. Then you've been dunked on in the NBA. I'm not finished. Paul Pierce dunked all yeah. over you. I can't I'm believe not, that. I'm not you finished. just admitted that Paul Pierce dunked yeah, on you right finished. here the, on the television program. I'm not finished. We didn't physically make contact. Number one. Number two, I didn't fall. Number three, he didn't step over me. Okay? That's the shade. That's what makes him the winner. I, I think I would have gone. Listen, I, I, I don't have the powerful position that you do to give out these awards, but I would have gone with Jalen Brown strictly for the stare down and the flex. Like, they start calling text on that stuff now. <laughs> In the Fab Five, you did that after every Jaylen single Brown basket. Jalen Brown dunk on people all of the time. This is the only time we said Hazonia's name this season. Yep. That's probably correct. Next. Yep. This is my favorite award. I'm so proud of just the phrasing of this award. The most humbling stumbling. <laughs> the first nominee in the most humbling stumbling award. Sound like something that should be Stumbles. given out at three in the morning. We, we got Wardell Curry. Wardell, Stephen Curry has the ball. Just a jab step. Just a jab step. Completely drops Jackson. Mm. That's a good one. Just a jab step. Didn't even, didn't even dribble. And then the next nominee, I mean... He seems to do this like once every 10 games. Look at Harden with the cr- up behind the back. Oh, and the egg gets the foul too. Jalen, these are two great players and two great plays. Again, the two nominees are Wardell, Stephen Curry with the jab step drop and James Harden with the behind the back drop. The reverse of what I did with the Hazonia and Jalen Brown award. Since Brown was the better player, I expect that from him. Okay. Okay. James Harden did this against Jamal Murray. They're both of being this year's All Star game. Mm-hmm. That's the winner. Oh, James Harden wins. And but the level of difficulty to drop somebody with a jab step, a jab step. What about the level of difficulty to go behind your back, step back for three, and the guy don't want to be this year's Wesley Johnson? He get up and try to follow you, and you still make <laughs> I know. it. Four point play. Most humbling stumbling award goes to none other than the beard. The next award that we have is the most socially awkward warrior. Mm. The first nominee, of course, someone who finds himself in socially awkward situations a lot, none other than Easy Money Sniper, also known as Kevin Durant. He liked this comment on Instagram. Green getting traded if Cousins healthy, just the rumor going around. He liked that comment. We are both on Instagram. Not only, like, look at, you can, you can mess up and your thumb can hit the like button, but then you can unlike it real quick because you see the big heart turn red. He liked this, didn't unlike it, and just kept on going out throughout his day. Talking about Draymond Green getting traded. He has to see this man every single day. He has to look in his eyes. That's the first one. The second nominee for most socially awkward warrior is none other than head coach Steve Kerr. Look, the NBA posted this. That's from the NBA account. That's at NBA. He posted, it's an embarrassment. I think the league is so happy with all the scoring that it doesn't want to enforce stuff like that. He didn't know that he was sending a public message. He thought he was sending a direct message. Steve Kerr does not know how Twitter works. So, again, you're changing lives. Jalen Jacoby's completely made up, meaningless, super fun, midseason award for most socially awkward warrior goes to who? Easy money sniper. Easy. That one's that one's easy. His brother's out here saying things. He's out here with burner accounts. He liked a comment that said Green getting traded if Boogie healthy. I love this part. Just the rumor going around. I don't know who wrote that message, but I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Woj. Yeah, KD the winner. I don't think it was Woj. How do you like that and then not unlike it? I bet if you probably go back and look right now, it's unlike. It's probably unlike now, yeah. But at that moment, what I started to do when these type of things happen, in particular on social media, 
I tried to see what time of the day they take place. It's hard. You can't really trace that, but something tells me it's not midday lunchtime. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. It's not 2 p.m. It's probably 2 a.m. Do you know what I started doing when I saw scroll? I scroll in the middle now so I don't accidentally hit a, hit a heart. I've accidentally hit a couple hearts that had to unlike real quick. Real quick. <laughs> don't get fired. I won't. I might get divorced, though. Mid-season. Jalen Jacoby's completely made up meaningless, super fun midseason award. We had to do one serious one. It's MVP. Do you got Giannis or Harden for your midseason MVP? What about Kawhi? Why he can't get any mention There's in this situation? There's only two nominees. Listen, you get to pick who wins the award. I get to pick who the nominees are. Those are the nominees. I'm just saying he deserved consideration. <laughs> right now, James considered. Harden is putting on a show for the ages. The numbers that he's putting up. The stamina at which he does it. Say that you're not a fan of him or his style. And there are people out there like that, and I, I just don't understand it. For a guy to be healthy enough to take the floor on a nightly basis, put up at least 25 to 30 shots, and make so many three-pointers, and distinctly lead his team to wins in the Western Conference without CP3, and sometimes without Eric Gordon, has been Outstanding. How many Rockets possessions does James Harden jog up the court, stand on the wing, not touch the ball, not cut? Never. It just never happens. Every possession starts with James Harden, and if it doesn't end with James Harden, he threw the pass. Like, he is their entire offense by design. And I'm glad you brought up the stamina because it is just physically taxing. It has to be physically taxing. And have that much time to go to all the Houston strip clubs after the game. <laughs> it's just, I don't, even, I don't even know how this guy Well, does you got to relax after that. I don't that. even know how this guy but, does but How it. about this, though? The Rockets haven't retired his number, but the strip club There did. is a strip club in That's, that's what I talk about having your priorities in order. That should be a, that should be a completely meaningless made up midseason super fun <laughs> award right there anyway. Thank you so much, Jalen, for changing the lives of these men and by honoring them with these awards. I mean, these What are, are we going to give them? You, you know, something? Maybe a t-shirt? <laughs> We get so that Jalen and Jacoby hoodie. Jacoby t-shirt or something. We don't have too many hoodies. <laughs> Jalen Rose. The playoffs are getting serious in the NFL. Wild card weekend was fun. There were some good games. There were some blowouts. But now we have eight teams that all have a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And we're going to go through every single game. And Jalen's going to give you the winners of every single game this weekend. We're going to go chronologically starting with the 435 start in Kansas City. The Red Hot Colts. And the kind of cold Chiefs. Jalen Rose, how do you think this will play out? What are the key factors? Who is going to win this football contest? As you know, I'm a major football fan. And if mm-hmm. I had to pick the sport that I love, it's actually football over basketball. Don't you say what? that. With that being said, when the Kansas City Chiefs lost Kareem Hunt uh-huh. to his horrific video that included him kicking a woman, who, by the way, will play in the NFL again, I watched them play, and I was like, "Oh, they miss having that level of balance." When they were nine and one, remember when they were nine and one? It was like, "Wow, this is a juggernaut. This is the best team in the AFC. No one else has a chance." And then all of a sudden, the last six games after that, three and six. The Colts' defensive line has been playing great. The offensive line has done the best job of any best at protecting its quarterback. Literally, by the numbers, the best job of protecting the quarterback. The Colts have found a running game. We know about T.Y. on the outside. Mm -hmm. I say they get the victory at KC versus the first-year starter that's going to win MVP this year in Patrick Mahomes. Ten push-ups. Bet. 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 Keep track of this. I'm going to have Jalen doing 40 push-ups by the end of this. Next, we have the A-15 start. Cowboys. Cowboys. Going into Los Angeles to play the Rams. Jalen Rose, who wins this game? So am I more believing in Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Ooh, it might be Gurley against the Cowboys' run defense versus Ezekiel against the Rams' run defense. Cowboys have one of the best run defenses in the game. The Rams have one of the worst. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm taking the Cowboys. Really? What? They've been a different football team once they got Amari Cooper. And their defense has been stout all year, and it's led by a Jalen. Shout out. That's a good point, Jalen Smith. I think the Cowboys are going to win as well, just because of what I said. They, the Rams have, they give up, let's see, 5.1 yards per rush, okay? 
And the Cowboys give up 3.8 yards per rush. Fifth best in the NFL. The Rams cannot contain Zeke. You will see that on Saturday night. Then we move to Sunday. The Chargers, the Road Warriors, they have, they're 7-1 in road games this season. 7-1 on the road. And they go to play the Patriots in Foxborough. Patriots look vulnerable. Who do you have winning this game? I like that the Patriots made sure that it was footage of them practicing in the snow mm-hmm. to put the illusion oh, I'm glad out you there. It up. It's supposed to be 28 degrees with seven mile an hour winds for a team that's coming from the West Coast to perform mm-hmm. in a playoff game this weekend. And I know that Gronk has been a shell of himself all season, and Tom Brady hasn't looked as dominant as we are used to seeing. They look vulnerable, so therefore. Taking charge. You're taking the Chargers on the road against Bill Phillip. Belichick and Brady in Foxborough in the cold. Phillip Rivers is 0-7, including the playoffs against Tom Brady. Now it's time for that. 10 push-ups? End. I got the Patriots in that one. Oh, you're going to do 20. You're going to get 30 push-ups. But you're a die-easy Patriots fan. I am a die-easy Patriots fan. But to turn the playoffs, I really pick them up because that's when they win. Anthony Lynn, terrific job. He's doing a great job. Turning around that football team. If let's, let's imagine you are right and the Chargers win this game. Is that the last game that Rob Gronkowski plays in the NFL? It's the last game he plays with the Patriots. Now, remember, I spoke into a microphone on this show two seasons ago, going into the year. And I said, if I was the Giants, if I was the Patriots, I would do what with Odell and Gronk? You would trade Odell. You would trade Gronk. What has happened to the Giants the last couple of years? Odell got an extension, got paid, and they have not played very well. And Gronk is looking like... An old broken down truck out there. Yeah, Gronk runs Big like I run. Elbow pads and like, what, like, what do you think Gronk's forty time is right now? <laughs> Ten point two. Probably, he could probably drink a forty faster than he could run a forty right now. <laughs> Next, <laughs> last game of the weekend, the Eagles at the Saints. This, in my opinion, is the most lopsided game of the weekend. Agree. All three of the other ones, it's like, oh, whatever. They beat the Saints forty eight to seven. I mean, the Saints beat the Eagles forty eight to seven in the Superdome. You think they can make up those 41 points because Nick Foles is magic? Nope. Nick Foles has been, and he deserves a lot of credit for what he did last mm-hmm. year winning Super Bowl MVP. And obviously, yeah. there are so many people that felt like the Bears would beat this team, and they handled business. Fletcher Cox, is, Fletcher Cox has been terrific on the defensive line. Yeah. But I'm going with the Saints at home. I'm going with the Saints at home. That's going it. with the Saints at home. You know what? I too much Kamara. I can't wait too for much you Ingram. to have to do 20 push-ups on Monday. I cannot wait for you to have the, the Chiefs and the Patriots are going to win it's those It's going to be a lot of this in that game. Lights, Kamara, action. If you want to talk about it, you say hit the brakes. If you don't, me, you, and Method Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. Tony Romo is not considering an NFL comeback. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. I ain't mad at him for staying in the news. Keep it moving. Okay. Though. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. <laughs> there was a hold me back moment in Miami between teammates. Hit the brakes. Let's just take a quick peek at the Boston Celtics huddle. The Celtics were playing well, but then they got blown out in Miami and Marcus Morris gives, gives, gives him a little playful little shove. Jalen, you've been in this situation in the NBA. Is this a thing or not a thing? This is a thing based on the people involved. Oh, okay. Because when I look for toughness on the Boston Celtics. Marcus Morris. Morris, Smart, Jalen Brown. Give me Baines, too. And Baines. And so three of those guys were involved in that situation. Mm -hmm. This is a thing because I think, I've said this before on this show. I've been saying it all season. I think the master at chess, Danny Ainge, has accumulated so many amazing assets with players in uniform. They can have four first-round picks. In draft picks that it's time to cash them in. He has to. For who, though? Who's out there? They've become a team of skill, and they've gotten away from their will. Against Miami, they didn't attempt a free throw in the first half. That's hard to do. That's very hard to do in an NBA basketball game. And then at the beginning of the third quarter, they show footage of the Celtics warming up at halftime. Each one of their players were shooting threes. 
Nobody was inside the line. Not at the free throw line. Not on the post. Not practicing runners. Not practicing floaters. So what has happened is when players understand that they have a level of value, it's hard to resuppress it. It's like putting toothpaste back in the tube. Terry Rozier ain't just that anymore. Mm. He's scary Terry. Jalen Brown played quality minutes last year. Jalen Brown's taking a step backwards. On a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals and had home court advantage, which they're not going to have this season. Nope. So therefore, as trade bait, and I'm pretty sure it's a level of frustration because they're not achieving their goals, Morris, final year of his deal. Yep. You just mentioned Jalen Brown. Yep. Terry Rozier. Those are three players, along with any picks, depending on who they're trying to get. I'm not talking about getting an all-NBA first-team guy. But what I'm saying is they need more size up front as an intimidating factor for people that drive. They need more people that are going to slash and get to the foul line, which they don't do really well, and also attack the bucket a lot more to get points in the paint. So this Celtics team, Vegas still has them as the favorite to come out of the East. I got and the I picked them I got the Raptors at the beginning of the season I got the Raptors to come out of the East. I got the Raptors but coming Vegas out of the East. Vegas must not be looking at the standings Raptors. because they're fifth right now. Yeah, they've been playing well recently. But um, I'm glad you brought that up because the next topic, we have a graphic that will tell you how those standings will change over the course of the year. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. 538 did a graphic, which I found fascinating. And we've got something like that here. The toughest remaining schedules, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, and the Timberwolves. That is interesting in the Western Conference because if you look at that, the Lakers might not make the playoffs based on that. The Nuggets, they might not be the number one seed at the end of the season based on that. And look at that. The Utah Jazz have the third easiest remaining schedule. Interesting. The Jazz right now out of the playoffs. Lakers in the playoffs. That might change, Mr. Rose. This is one of those things that it's relative because you get a chance to get off to a good start normally if your schedule works in your favor. Yes. But halfway through the season, I caution you not to take that statistic, that graphic, and think it's going to necessarily shift the standings, and here's why. Oh, I'm going to do it. It's not necessarily about who you play. It's when you play them, number one. Number two, it's who's in uniform when you face them. Therefore, if you're playing against the Timberwolves earlier in the year when they're having their issues with Jimmy Butler or whatnot, mm-hmm. that's a good time to face them. If you're facing the Lakers and they don't have LeBron James, Great time to face that, that's a good time to face them. So I'm not going to acknowledge that these standings are going to be dramatically different oh, I'm do based it. on the remaining schedules. I apologize to Laker fans. You might not make the playoffs. Moving on. Tim Tebow got engaged. Keep moving or hit the brakes. I'm happy for him. Keep it moving. Jalen be moving. Keep it moving. Uh, Jacoby moving. You know we keep it moving. Uh. The University of Miami is having trouble recruiting football players. You know how much I love the U. And they're saying that it's Kevin Durant's fault. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Keep it moving for now. That doesn't make any sense. For now. For now. Bill Walton got an old lady drunk. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Bill Walton's doing the UCLA-Oregon game. You know he loves the UCLA. And he found out that there was a woman who's 85 years old that takes a shot of Bailey's every time he mentions a rock band. Let's just let's just see what Walton did that day. Let's listen. Kevin told me this morning that his mom, right? Noreen, is 85 years old. She has a sip of Bailey's every time you mention a rock band. So, okay, he'll be so disappointed. Grateful Dead, John Fogarty, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. We let's went, go, Nora. We don't time want to, Let's go. Let's yeah. pound it down. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> I love that. You didn't tell me. Back to the game. One fifteen to go. Peyton's oh, just gonna poor Noreen right now. <laughs> okay, here's Richard Jackson Brown. 
I love Phil Walton so much. I do too. Yeah, do you think she took eight consecutive shots of Bailey's? Not at all. I don't think so either. No. I don't think so either. Jalen Rose. What up, Dell? You weighed about 50 pounds more than you do now a couple years ago, but you watch what you eat. We're both kind of washed up and old. We have to watch what we eat, but we have cheat days, right? We all do that. Absolutely. And uh, we're not alone. The Knicks and his cancer had himself a cheat day. Hey, after a long trip, I'm having my cheat day. I have triple, three triple uh, patties with eggs and sauces. I got my french fries. I got a... One burger here, two burger here, two burger here, four burger here. I'm very excited about it. I don't believe he bought it. He can't eat that. Seven burgers, three of them are triple patties and fries. Had eggs and sausage on it. Eggs on top. Hey, Enos. Big time personality. And I said I from love, the beginning. I love cancer. Shout out. I even like his game. For those who follow this show, that he would end up on the Knicks for Carmelo Anthony yeah. and he would be able to put up numbers in the East. Now yeah. he's playing for a tanking team that's probably going to trade him. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, don't lie to the people. Okay, Jalen. Maybe he didn't. And I've got some evidence to the contrary. They had practice the next day. Guess who mix, missed practice due to illness? <laughs> So if you're Coach Fisdale and you see a video of Ennis Cantor eating seven hamburgers and then he misses practice the next day, what do you say to Ennis Cantor when he shows up? We just got to keep you healthy so we can move you. Yeah, he's like, he's you like, know, yeah. like seriously, like, like these are re- adult, responsible, professional conversations. You come into the office and be like, do you want to play 15 minutes for us? We don't need you to do things off the floor that diminishes your value right now. You want to go somewhere else, and you want to get paid this offseason. So it's in both of our best interests that we're on the same page about. Just like two hamburgers. Just two hamburgers with eggs and sausage on them. That's all. And also, he didn't even eat all of that. That's he did. the other There's thing. There's no chance he ate all of it. Oh, man. Don't and lie also, to the fries, the fries were suspicious because they didn't come in. They were just like laid out on a tray. Like, what, what container did the fries come in? I need to know more about this. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jalen... You're familiar with um, Reginald Hooks? Family member of the program. He's a producer. He r- he runs the board. He uh he has a habit that I want to talk to you about. So he drives to work, gets there 45 minutes early, and then sleeps in his car yep. in the parking garage, yep. sets a timer, and then goes to work. Soft move or boss move? Boss move. Yep. Why is that? Because why don't you sleep in your bed, Reg? I've lived in New York, uh-huh. Chicago. You've lived everywhere. And Los Angeles. Indianapolis, Phoenix. Those three places have the worst traffic. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. I don't know what metrics oh, is out land, there. You land at O'Hare at 3 o'clock, you're getting to the hotel at 530. No question. And in each of those places that I play, in particular Chicago and New York, the practice facility is in the suburbs mm-hmm. while the teams play in the city. Mm-hmm. I had two spots for that exact reason. Really? Traffic is that bad. Yeah. So now being in New York City, for example, when I need to come to work for get up, there's a difference between leaving the house at 545. Zoom right down. Get to work at 50 minutes versus leaving work for work at 615. Hour and a half. Don't tell people where you live now, Jalen. Don't tell people where you live. Hour and a half. And so, like, if I could save that time by leaving earlier and be at my destination, that's what I do. And that totally makes sense. After a nap, I'd be all groggy and sleepy. I'd need, like, a triple espresso just to get my day going. It's a routine. Yep. How about Reg? You put the you put the seat all the way back. Yep. No question. Yeah, yeah, I know that. No question. I, I would do the exact the same thing. I can sleep anywhere. Those people that can't sleep on planes, I feel so bad for those people. We're, I feel so bad for those people. So I'm talking about a progression of my schedule. Remember, in April, get up was three hours. I remember. Of course, I remember. Okay, so that required me to be at work at five. And what time did you a really new get show? there? What time did you really? No, get there? you got you know this. You know that you know this is real spill. When you launch in a new show, everybody got to beat it. Everybody's on point. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't see. Once too, you start to find a rhythm. you don't see too many national 
outlets like ESPN starting shows from scratch. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Get Up. So with it being three hours, our meeting, the show was from 7 to 10. Our meeting was at 5.30. That required me to be here at like 5.15. What time is the meeting for this show? We don't have one. We don't have one. <laughs> I know because that show's professional and we're unprofessional. We're giving the people what they want, though. And when you do prepare, though. Like, that, that's one thing that needs to be said. Jay, yeah. we do prepare for the show. We do yeah. talk about what we're going to talk about. Jalen just doesn't show up and not know anything. But mainly Jalen just shows up. Yeah, but that's that's good for the narrative. You it know? is. It is good for the narrative. But it'd be impossible to do this without knowing anything. It's like wrestling, you know? Just yeah. a character. Yeah. Throwing it out there. Ha, ha, ha. I don't work hard. Every time y'all hear me say that, that means in my head, I'm trying to outwork everyone. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us voicemails. If you give Reggie a shout-out and you happen to be one of the first shout three out. that he listens to, he'll put them on the show just like this. Hey, what's up? This is Trey from Houston. Uh, shout-out, Reg. Shout-out. Uh, man, something's just been on my mind lately. I was thinking about Jacoby not taking a shower after he played basketball and then going to work the next day. Uh, and I just wanted to have his back. It has been a time that, you know, I went and balled. Got home, was super tired, and went to sleep, and woke up the next day and and went to work. You know, after doing the the sniff test, like simply because, like I ain't do it on purpose, but I, I woke up late, like really late, and uh had to you know just rush out the door. So you know it happens. So you know I'm with Jacoby on that, but uh my thing is, why did you put clean draws on though? Like, like. You just like wasted a pair of clean draws, bro. Like you treating like draws like it's a masking engagement or something like that. Like just keep the same draws on, man. What you wasting draws for? Making unnecessary laundry. <laughs> like just keep the same draws on next time, Chico. I ain't saying you do it regularly. I don't know how often you play basketball and don't shower, like. But like in the next few, the next time you do it, just man, keep the same draws on. Okay. Right, See, I like this call. Usually people are just calling up clowning me, saying I'm dirty and nasty, like Marcus Spears. Shout out to Marcus Spears. But this dude's like, you're being too clean. Because here's what, <laughs> here's what he doesn't know. is I, Patrick Ewing would see me sweat playing basketball, and he'd be like, I'm not covering that guy. He's too sweaty. <laughs> like I'm the sweatiest person you've ever met in your whole entire life. I promise you. All I care about is my I'm the sweatiest person on the planet. And I sweat so much. After the game, we either celebrate or commiserate. And we do so with adult beverages and watch some Wednesday night basketball on ESPN. That's how we do it. So, I don't want to be at the bar drinking a beer with with wet draws on underneath some jeans. So, I bring a fresh pair of draws, fresh socks. I change into those. And there is no opportunity to shower after the game. There's none. There's no opportunity. We're in like a high school. They don't have showers. I would just say... After the game, enjoy your beverages and all of that. And we enjoy NBA Countdown, you and Beads. And, and after the and buzzer, Paul. appreciate the love. After the buzzer. I would just out. say in the 10-hour period from having your final beverage till it's time to go to work, got to find two, yeah. two minutes to shower. Mm, not going to be able to do it. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. Funky Thursdays on Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> Funky Thursdays on Jalen and Jacoby. It's a thing now. It's a thing. I shower once a day. I shower once a day after I work out in the afternoon. Reg, you got to get that booming system. LL was funky, funky, funky because you heard it from here say. The jam that you heard it don't be getting no airplay. Big shout. And play that funky music, white boy. Big shout to Trey. I want to apologize to my teammates in my rec league. I played terrible this week. Not a, you know you don't score a million points every game. You don't you don't shoot eighty percent from the field every game. But why did you play bad? I don't know. That's I have the no key. idea. Do you know what? Here's what this is. This is when you know you're washed. I'll tell you, you why. Go. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We get into it. I'm getting a little therapeutic. I I'll see it in why. your face. I'll tell you why. This is when you know you're washed. Nine fifteen start time. Too late. That's too late for me. <laughs> it's too late. It's like, that's too late. That's late. My body clock is shutting down at that point. And also, like Ooh, as somebody late. that's been retired. As long as I have. Oh, I thought, oh, you're retired? I didn't fill out the paperwork. So, the Jazz. You know about this? 
They've got three point guards all out. Your agent could get a call. They can get pick a call. you up. Give you a little two-way. Yeah. Might as well. Give you a little two-way. Hey. You can, all you got to do for the Jazz, you just got to dribble up and pass it. Right. Uh, Ro- you know Rubio I mean? do all the work. And yeah. Donovan Mitchell do all the work. Just hit me for the corner they'll, three. No, and they'll hit you for the corner three, and they'll make you guard the guy that stands in the corner in the other on the other end. It's always one. Yeah, there's always one that stands in the corner. It's always one. If you watch enough NBA basketball, I mean, every single possession, there's, there's one person that just stands in the corner the entire time. They might not get the ball. They might not. Um. Yeah, you can you play for the Jazz. And one of the things that's changed in the game and not get too technical. I don't get too technical. Is when that player was 6'7 or 6'8, mm-hmm. but then you can play your point guard on him. Yeah. That's when the game started to change. Yes. When the geometry of the floor dictated that five people surrounded the three line, one of those guys are not in the action a lot of time. You can hide your point guard on that person or your worst defender. Here's something else that's changed a lot from the 90s. When you had a mismatch on the floor, you would you would get them in the post. Now you get a mismatch on the floor, you want that person isolated and get them off the dribble. Like now it's like let's get the big, let's get the big on the small and go past him and dribble by him. It used to be let's get the small on the big and post him up. This is where your style has to be flexible based on your talent. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. And so you don't see Sean Livingston launching threes even though he played for the Warriors. No. He doesn't do it. That ain't his game. That's not his game. No. You see when LaMarcus Aldridge gets hot, they're feeding him on the post. The exact same post. Does he ever post up on the right side of the floor? There's no ever? need to. There's no ever, need to. Ever, ever, There's no need to. Ever? No need to. Just to mix it up? You you work on that in practice. You work on that in the off season. When OKC comes to town, we need you on that left block. Yes. We ain't playing yeah. no games. We yeah. need this efficiency. We need that 56. We'll need you practicing going on the other block, missing three or four shots, and losing your rhythm. I love I love post-up basketball. I really love it. It's, it's just it's disappearing, but Joel Embiid's got it. Like, he's got it. LaMarcus is more like a mid-post. Like, he's not trying to get you deep and then, you know, get an up-and-under layup like Kevin McHale style. He's just trying to he's trying to hit that little bank shot from 10, 10 to 12. But Joel Embiid has post moves that get him wide-open layups. I always took pride in being able to post up. I love posting up. Here's what I do whenever I get the ball. I just act like I'm going to shoot, and then I kick it out. Because <laughs> I'm too scared to shoot. I remember so many times... Playing with Mark Jackson, we used to just laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was watching it. We yeah. throw it in the say. post, and this is before the five second rule. He'll just back down the guy, back down Seven the guy, dribbles. take ten dribbles, <laughs> and then they'll collapse. And me and Reggie sniper, <laughs> Mullen three ball. We used to just laugh. I love Mark Jackson's game. Like we seriously Jackson. used to just laugh. The teams would literally sink down and double team, knowing that he is not going to shoot the ball. Well, they had to. No. Because he was always bigger and stronger than whoever was guarding him, and you're watching that guard underneath the basket. You know what I mean? Like, he's under the basket. Like, he'll push a guard out of bounds on the baseline yeah. and not shoot it. Yeah. I love Mark Jackson. Shout speaking out. of this. Speaking of the Hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. I'm disappointed in something. Speaking of the Hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. First. Mark Jackson should have a head coaching job in the NBA. I know we're talking a lot about the lack of diversity that's taking place with GMs and head coaches in the NFL, and that's a, and that's another topic that I would eight love jobs, to ta- tackle. Eight white coaches. I would love to tackle that topic, but the hardest thing to do is to build a team through the draft and have it be successful. That's what he was able to do with the Golden State Warriors. You know yeah. who's doing that right now? Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are developing players. Joe Harris. Who knows about Joe Harris? If you're listening to this, you're not watching Nets game. None of these, none of these people are going to. But like, Karis LeVert was playing so well. Jared Allen looks so good. Hollis Jefferson looks good. Like, the Nets are developing players that they draft, and, and they're not the highest draft pick. No question. And I got the best example in the NBA for you. What's and that? they're not a lottery team. Let me think. Can the I guess? Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've dealt with so many injuries this year, yet. Look at their elite performers. Jokic, Murray, Harris, Harris, draft picks. When guys get injured, then you go to the bench. Morris. Absolutely. Monte Morris, fellow Michigander. Malik Beasley. Tory Craig. These are not household names, but they're playing 20 minutes on the best team in the West. Yeah. 
I dissed Monte Morris like probably three months ago, and then I started watching more Nuggets games, and I, I just want to apologize to the Morris yeah, family. Yeah, you should. I want to, I want yeah, to apologize you should. to Mr. Morris. He's he from the mid. I want to apologize to you know. Sometimes you gotta look at you gotta look in the mirror and say I was wrong about that. I was wrong about that. They do draft well and develop players well, and so like watch the Spurs last night against OKC. Oh yeah, White. Their bench was 12 for 13 from three. Bellinelli, who's a vet. Bertans was four for four. Patty Mills, three for four. Forbes was three for three. You know who I want to give a big shout out to? Mike Malone. Remember when he was the head coach of the Kings? Turmoil. It's just like, it was a weird run. The Kings were just falling apart, not even trying to win games, not even close in games. Boogie's mad. And then look at you, look at him now. Look at Mike Malone now. You know, remember Belichick got fired by the Browns. Like sometimes your record as a head coach doesn't reflect how good you are as a head coach. And that's a good segue to circling back to what began this topic. If Mr. Malone can get another job, Mark Jackson should be able to get one as well. He should. If you call 9580-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. If you leave us a voicemail, we'll put it on the show just like this. Hey, what's up, guys? Long-time listener, first-time caller for Cultural Regional. Um, applesauce and your mac and cheese or applesauce and your potato soup. And one other, styrofoam cups in the fence at the high school to support your team. Thanks a lot. Wait, what? Bye. Wait, styrofoam cups in high school to support your team? Do you know anything about this? Probably when you're going to a game. No. No. Basketball or football in particular. Want to have you a beverage in your cup? Are you talking about alcohol? Yes. Okay. That's what I would assume. That's what I'm assuming too. Styrofoam cups, though. It's very spe- specific. Well, it's better than having the rare ones. That's just obvious. See, I played basketball and football, so I wasn't. I wasn't drinking. <laughs> I was. I was in the game. I was in the game until after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Until after the game. The first example, like I'm. I don't think that's cultural or regional. I think that's individual. No, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Can I just say something? Applesauce. Can I say something? Don't put anything in mac and cheese, but mac and cheese. I don't need lobster mac and cheese. I don't need truffle mac and cheese. Don't put ketchup in your mac and cheese. Don't put alcohol, uh, applesauce in your mac and cheese. Maybe some pepper, but then you just don't. Like mac and cheese is what it is, and it's perfect. It does not need to be enhanced with any meats, pulled pork, mac and cheese. No. No. Just give me mac and cheese. I agree. That's all we need. Thank you so much for the call. Let's listen to another voicemail. What up, Doe? This is Henry from Norwalk. Shout out to Red. Shout out to the whole Shout staff. Out. You guys will make this happen along with you, Jalen and Jacoby. So I've got a question, and hopefully you guys can give us some advice on this. So I was, so my team, we've got what's, what's sort of like our all-star game coming up, right? So I was wondering if you guys, Jacoby, you, you had your rec league championship. That's a huge game for you. And Jalen, you played in the NBA. That's a, that's a, you played multiple huge games. So I was wondering if you guys give us like a speech for the pregame. And so thanks. Hopefully I get on the pod. Shout out to Reg and Harlan and the rest of the staff. I'm out. Uh, a couple things about that. Number one, I love how he, he talks about like, he's like, Jacoby, you played in rec league and Jalen, you also played in the NBA. Like they're the same thing. Like they're the same thing. <laughs> well, I do. We're 40 years old. Well, we got kids. Well, in context, hair. I agree with the caller. They are the same thing because you didn't just play in the rec league, play in the championship. So that okay. does mean something. If we had video like, of this, right. uh, you would see like this is a different level of basketball. But I'm just saying, like, but we're we're we've become a world that wants to dis- dismiss everybody's accomplishments unless they're Michael Jordan. Sure. Like that, there's something to be said for a guy that has a wife and kids, finds time to stay in shape by playing a game that he loves. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing to do in the world. Yeah. And so I appreciate the caller wanting to get our feedback on some things he just said to his team. Yeah, so so that's a good question. How would you handle pregame motivational talks with the team? So it depends on the seriousness of playoffs, the situation. Playoffs. Okay, 
rec league playoffs? No, no, no. We're not or talking about NBA, rec- playoffs. NBA playoffs. No, here's here's basically my question. Is again, like this is normal to you, but this is what I want you to understand that people want to hear. Right, like, like for you, this is nothing. This is a boring conversation. But for everybody that, that loves the NBA, this is everything to me. Tell me about how it works. Who talks? Okay. Is the coach in the room? How long before the game? Is, does everybody talk? Does one person talk? Is it structured? Is it unstructured? Answer all of those questions, and you cannot give enough detail. Trust me, I know it's boring for you, but this is why the show is good because people want to hear it. So, I could go into the like. Let's go Pacers. Just give me the Pacers expression part of it. Like, but I want, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna scream or holler or get loud. I'm just going to be matter of fact. First and foremost, you need to make sure everybody understands their assignment. That's the most important thing. Like, so many people play on teams, but they don't embrace their role. Mm-hmm. So, as a leader, I want to make sure that in each situation, everybody knows what I expect. So, but on the, on the Pacers, this is the coach. Correct. So it's Larry. Correct. Okay. So you're putting the players' names on the board mm-hmm. from the other team and you're making sure everybody knows their assignment. You're making sure everybody knows what plays we hope to run that we feel like are going to be good in this game versus this matchup. Oh, they have a center that's terrible in pick and roll. We're going to make sure we do various actions to get them into the play. There's the X's and O's part. And then there's the motivational part. This is the playoffs. This has to mean everything to you. It's important that we don't take a playoff. It's important that we don't take um, a possession off. It's important that we don't turn the ball over. It's important that you play with enthusiasm. Play together. Share the ball. See, Larry's not like a rah-rah guy. Like, he's not going to scream and stomp his feet or whatever. Have you played for a coach that was a little bit more, like, screamy, get excited, like, that type of thing? Or is it just we're all professional? I've played for every coach in the history of the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I have. Who's, like, one of a little bit more screamy, like, like, let's get him today? Larry Brown. Larry Brown's like that? Is is more of a a rah-rah, scream and holler type of coach. Um... But again, the reason why a coach can't be that way is because you can't be like that 81, yeah. 82 times. Yeah, especially when you're talking about playoffs like 90. Yeah. You got to turn it on. Turn you, it on. You, yeah. you can't be no. that. That, no. that. That's just unrealistic because one day you're going to show up and you're not feeling as good. So I also see this. I see footage of the team in the little huddle in the tunnel where there's no coach, where it seems like one of the team leaders. Like your voice is different when you're a rookie in Denver and then when you're like sort of like, you know, getting big minutes and scoring big buckets in the Pacers and then when you're a veteran in Phoenix like like how does how does the, the team only pregame speech traditions routines go one of the achievements in my career that I'm really proud of is that at Detroit Southwestern University of Michigan Indiana Chicago and Toronto I was a captain oh didn't know that so you so captain is there one captain, two captains? Usually one or two. Usually one or two. Depending on the squad, depending mm-hmm. on the season, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So when you see the circle, That's as a you big call deal. it. Especially when you look at some of your teammates on those teams. It's a band of brothers moment. It's a foxhole moment. We about to go to battle. And so like when do you address the team? In the tunnel? It's best when the team talks and the coaches aren't there. That's what I'm saying. Because the coaches give you the strategy, they give you the motivation, they give you the discipline. The players, you got to get the buy-in. You got to look in everybody's eyes. Make sure that everybody understands that once we hit this floor, there's no INT. And embrace and star in your role. I keep coming back to that because that's the biggest thing in team sports. The biggest People embracing their role. So you always say that because, but you, your job was to play basketball. Embracing your role is not just a sports thing. Correct. It's a, it's a life thing. Yeah. That's why it's social, I, it's professional, it's everywhere. Th- yeah. This is why I always use the Rick Ross quote, appreciate your position while plotting your promotion. Like you may not be working your dream job right now. 
But guess what it is? Your job right now. Stay low, keep firing. Correct. And so based on that, you're now in a huddle with accomplished people, multimillionaires, leaders of their family, leaders in their community, dads, husbands, successful people that have been the best players in their lives their entire time. But we're all about to take the floor because the name on the front of the jersey has to mean more than the name on the back. So those are the type of things that get said in those scrums. Listen again. It saddens me. It hurts my heart to notify you that the Australian Open has preempted a television show for the next two weeks. What? But instead of me and Jalen Rose just saying, you know what? Let's take these two weeks off. Let's spend some time with our families. Let's go to the gym. Let's go on vacation. Oh, wait. I am going to do all those things. But (laughs) during these two weeks, we are going to get into the studio. We're going to record podcasts, only podcasts. And here's the thing. We've done this in the past because we always want to give you a dope pod to step to. The episodes are always good. Yes. Because there's no TV. We don't have to prepare graphics and B-roll and write scripts. We just go in and chop it up like we used to in 2012. So you're going to get vintage podcast only, too hot for TV, tangents, loose. We could play sound that we didn't clear. Play real music. <laughs> you're getting the you're getting the vintage Jalen and Jacobis during these two weeks while the Australian Open has preempted us on the television. We're gonna do this for our podcast listeners because we love our podcast listeners so much. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We're gonna come back on Monday to give you another dope show to step to. Why is that? Done. Nice? We're not done. We're not done. Hello. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. <laughs>